but we'll try. We'll try together. Okay, let's start with four four questions. Four questions. Okay, so the Gemara says, Megillah Dav Zayinam Adveiz, Amar Rava, Mechayiv Inish Levesume B'Puraya, Abdullah Yadla Ben Ar Haman Levarach Mordechai. Okay, so first things first, is that the Halacha? Do you pass in that way? They do pass in that way. Shulchan Aruch Paskins. Shulchan Aruch Paskins, the Mechayiv Inish Levesume B'Puraya, Abdullah Yadla. The Ramah says, if you want, you can go to sleep instead. Okay. But the Kasha is, What's the Gemara that comes right after that? Immediately after the Gemara tells us a person should drink on Purim, Yada. So the Gemara tells the story of Rab and Rabbi Zera. Right? That Rab and Rabbi Zera had Purim together, and they got drunk, and come Rab of a Shachte Rabbi Zera. Rab got up and he shechted Rabbi Zera, and then he davened for him, okay, did he mamish die? Did he almost die? The next year he invites him back, and he says, come, let's do a Suda's Purim again. And Rabbi Zera says, Lo b'chol shata v'shata misrachesh nisa. I'm not, I can't risk it again. Like we barely survived last year's Purim Suda, so, so I'm not coming again. So questions like this. There are some Rishonim who look at that story, Rishonim quote from Rabbeinu Ephraim, that the story teaches us that it's not the halacha. Which makes sense, meaning in the regular flow of the Gemara, if the Gemara quotes a shita and then tells a maisa that pushes you in the opposite direction, maybe the mice is coming to say, we don't pasken that way. So Rabbah comes out, and Rabbah says, mm-hmm. and the Gemara says, whoa, hold on a second. Rabbah and Rabbi Zera once tried it, and it was, a, it was nearly a disaster. So maybe the mashmalus of that story is that you shouldn't do it. And that's what somebody showed them saying. But I want to ask the Kasha, according to those who pasken, like we do pasken, that Yudafka should be Mekayim this mitzvah, Mekayim inish Right? So then, so then, why tell that story? What's the point of that story? So, what would you say? Shot, you would say, okay, so it's a disclaimer, right? Meaning, P, even though we should drink on Purim a person should still be careful, right? Meaning, even big tzaddikim once almost had a terrible tragedy. So we could say that even though it is the halacha, this is like a, you know, a warning, P, that this is the halacha. You should be careful not to. And the Chassid Shalom do anything that that could be horribly regrettable. Okay, but but I want to ask more deeply: What? Why tell that story? If we really hold Mechayev Inish L'Besum Puraya, so why tell a story of Rabbi Shachting of If anything, that seems to to push us away from from that halacha. Okay, that's question number one. Question number two: You have a Gemara in Megillah Yud Gimel Medbez and the Medrash Rabbah in Parsha Zion. That when Haman's busy, he's doing his lotteries. He's trying to figure out where to do the lottery. Right? The, ir- the whole irony of the Goral is that as much as Haman's trying to enter into the world of Mikra, and it's happenstance, it's chance, it's a lottery, but he's manipulating the whole thing. And if he lands on something he doesn't like, so he spins again. So he lands on one month, he doesn't like it. Another month, he doesn't like it. Each month, he's going through different chashbonos, what, the, what he doesn't like about the month. Right. Nisa, no, that's not good. That's a time of uh, tremendous gula for the Jews. Kislev, no, that's uh, they have Hanukkah. Hanukkah's after Purim. Funny metrics. I'm a new about Hanukkah already. Cheshvan, Zchus of Sari Menu. All sorts of interesting things. Every month he, he postled it for a different reason until he finally landed on Adar. And he said, oh, Adar's a good month to kill Jews. Why is Adar a good month to kill Jews? In the Lashon of the Gemara. Right. This is the month that Moshe Rabbeinu died. So even Moshe Rabbeinu died, so this is a, this is a good month to, to try to annihilate Kal And the Gemara says, Medrash uses a similar Lashon, But what didn't Haman know? He didn't know that Zion Adar is Moshe's Yerzai. But it's also Moshe's birthday. He didn't know that. Mr. said, ask a kasha just in the Lushan of the Gemara. And the Mepharshim asked this kasha. The Mepharshim on the Medrash, the Mepharshim on the Gemara. V'lo hai yodeya sh'b'shiva ba'adur meis u'b'shiva ba'adur nolad. Should have been the other way around. It should have said, Haman didn't know that on the 7th of Adar, Moshe was born. And 120 years later, on the 7th of Adar, Moshe died. Right? Why, why is the Lushan of the Gemara mention the Misas Moshe before the, before the, the birth of Moshe? That's the question of Mepharshim on the Medrash that they ask. Okay, just a question on the Lashon of the Gemara and the Medrash. Question number two. Question number three. Why don't we say Halel on Purim? 
So the Gemara gives three answers. The Gemara says, well, maybe it was a nascent Chutzlaretz. Uh, Sarayim was also in Chutzlaretz. Yeah, but once we got to Eretz Yisrael, then the rules changed. So we do say Halal on Pesach, but now we don't say Halal on Nisim in Chutzlaretz. Okay, answer number one. Rav Nachman says, maybe the Kriyas and Megillah is the Halal. Okay. Third opinion, Rava says, well, Halalu Ovde Hashem. We say in Halal, you know, now we serve Hashem. Halal Avde Paro. But even after the Purim story, we're still we're still enslaved. That we weren't killed, but we're still we're still living under the jurisdiction of Achashverosh. Akati Avde Achashverosh. So three reasons the Gemara says not to say Hal. Either it's a Chutzlaret, either the Megillah is the Halal. Maybe we're still living under Achashverosh. But the Gemara on Daf Yudal when it first introduces it, assumes we should, we absolutely should say Hal. Each of these answers is a Dechia, right? Why should, why is it pashit to the Gemara that we should say Halal? The Gemara says the following. The Gemara says, in the name of Yeshua ben Karcha, If we said Halal when we left servitude in Mitzrayim, if we went from Avdus to Cheiris and we sing Shira, so mimisa l'chayim lo kol shakin, we went from death to life, all the more so. It's question number three. I don't understand. It's not a good Kavachomer. In Mitzrayim, was there Avdas? Be'emes, was there Avdas? Yeah, there was Be'emes Avdas. Was there Cheiros? There was Be'emes Cheiros. On Purim, we went from Misa Tachayim. Now, I understand the Pashup Shah went from a, a Gzeras Misa Tachayim, but, but it's not really a comparison. Meaning, in Mitzrayim, we actually suffered. We went through an Avdas. We came to a Cheiros, and we said, hello. On Purim, there was no Misa. There was a th- the whole thing, was a, in the end, was just a threat. It was an empty threat. So I understand. Again, Pasha Pshat, I'm not asking Bakash, I'm asking, I'm asking Alpi Panemius. On Pasha Pshat, we went from Misa to Chaim. Yes, we were, we were in grave danger of being killed, and then we survived. But it's not really a fair comparison. In Mitzrayim, the Avdus was Be'emes and Avdus, and we went to Echemus. On Purim, there was a Gezerah, there was a threat of Misa, which turned out to be an empty threat. So why does the Gemara use so, so matter-of-factly, we went from Misa to Chaim. There was no death on Purim. Okay? That's question number three. Question number four, the final question. The final question is, how much of the Megillah does a person have to read? The Mishnah, the second parak, parak Bay's Mishnah Gimel. So the Mishnah says, Mehechan kore odemes Megillah v'yotze ba'yudei chavaso. So Rabbi Meir says, you need to read the whole Megillah. Rabbi Yehuda says, me'ish Yehudi. Rabbi Yossi says, me'achar advar me'ila. Okay, three shitas in Tanayim, in the Mishnah, in Megillah. But the Gemara and Daf Yotas, and this is one I want to ask about, brings a fourth shita. And you know it's the deepest shita. Whose shita is it? Rashbi. Yeshim Barachai. Yeshim Barachai says, a fourth shita, where do you read the Megillah from to fulfill your obligation? Nibalai lahahu. From Perek Vav, Pasuk Aleph. Ever, what's the Pasuk over there? What does the Pasuk say? Balai lahahu. Nadadash nasandamach. Lailahu, on that night, Nadadash the king was, was having a sleepless night. So Rashbi, Rishamayachai, says that's where you have to read the Megillah from in order to fulfill your obligation. And the Gemara says, really, all four Tanayim are really trying to say the same idea, which is that Mordechai and Esther decreed that a Jew has to engage, has to record, has to write, and subsequently read, Kol HaToyketh to read the strength of the story. And it's Machlokas, where, where's the strongest part of the story? So the one who says you have to read the whole story is, means the strength of Achashverosh, because Achashverosh is in power at the beginning. The one who says Ishihudi holds that you have to read from Ishihudi because that's the strength of Mordechai. Yishim Yochai, who says you have to read from what? You have to read from the sleepy, the sleepless, the strange night, the waking up, the night of Achashverosh. What's the strength? Tokfo shall nes, the Gemara says. So I want to understand, obviously we don't paskin like Rishon Baruchai, but I want to understand, if we're learning in Pneumius, you have to be paying attention to, to Rishon's opinion. So why is that the tokef of the nes? Why is Nod the Shnas HaMelech? Rishon Baruchai says, that's the, if you read that, then you're Yotzei the Megillah. Meheichan kore odemes Megillah v'yotzei ba Yudei Chovaso. Rishon Baruchai says, oh, you got to read, you got to read about the, the tossing and turning of Achashverosh on that night. And Rishon Baruch says, that's, that's tokful shal nes. That's like the strength of the, of the miracle. That's like, oh, 
that's a part of the Megillah, that's Mamish, where, where things are happening. I mean, it is smack in the middle, it's Pneumius and Megillah, it's Parak Vav. But what's the, what's the, what's the Pshat? What's the Pshat? Okay? Everyone good on the four kashas? Okay. Okay, so let's talk about Yeshiva. Since, since Purim is the Yom Tov of Kabbalah Sattar, so let's talk about what, what's supposed to happen in Yeshiva. Why does a Jew go to Yeshiva? Why do you come to Yeshiva? What are we supposed to do in Yeshiva? A Jew comes to Yeshiva to learn Torah. Okay? One could say a Jew comes to this world to learn Torah. No? It's the same Pirkei The person learns a lot of Torah. He shouldn't give himself so much credit. That's what you're here to do. Okay. But what's the point? What's the point when a person really immerses himself in Torah? What's it supposed to do to a person? What's the point of Lima Torah? Zoysa Torah. This is the Torah. Parshas Lukas. Zoysa Torah. Adum ki yamus ba'olal. Adum ki yamus A person dies in a tent. Okay. Tumas o. But the Chavar knows there's a famous Maimur Chazal. It's in Brachos Samach Gimel. We'll read the version in Shabbos Pei Gimel. Pei Gimel with base. The Gemara says, quoting Rabbi Yochanan, and then Reish Lakish, La'olam al-yimna odam atzmo mibesa medrash midivrei Torah va'filu b'sha'as misa. Person should always cling to Torah. Mamish till his dying breath. How do you know? Zos ha-Torah odam ki yamus. Well, even if a person is down to his last bit of life, Mamish b'shas misa, a person has to what? Has to zos ha-Torah, has to cling to the Torah. Afilu b'shas misa, says Rabbi Yochanan, tehei osek b'Torah. Wow, very powerful. Rishlakish has an even frumer Musr Shmus. What does Rishlakish say? Adam k'yamus ba'al. I'm sure you've all heard someone scream about this at some point in your, you know, in your journey. Amar Rishlakish, ein devrei Torah miskayim in ele b'misha meimis atzmo alau. You want to have success in Torah, you have to kill yourself over Torah. Shenamar zosa Torah, adam ki yamus ba'al. To kill yourself, meimis atzmo alau, to kill yourself over Torah. So, however, what's the typical, what's the typical Muslim shmuz that a person hears on this? Adam ki yamus ba'al, what are they saying? Uh, what's the standard the standard shoes on this? Amelus. Amelus. Kill yourself over Torah, longer hours in the base medrash, break your head, work out, get the ketzois, get the nesivos, get it down. Right? That's, the, that's the standard shmuz of kill yourself over Torah. It means work harder in Torah, put more amelus into Torah, learn longer hours, right? deprive yourself of sleep, eat less, you know, all the kinyane Torah, which are all true. That, I'm not, not chasham mocking that shmuz at all. It's a, it's a million percent, it's a million percent true. But there's a much there's a much deeper mahalach in Mamis Atzmala. What's the Pshat that a person's supposed to kill himself over Torah? What is Torah supposed to do to a person? And Rav Matal says, why why is it that the parsha of Kabbalah Satorah is called Yisra? It's Shver, Yisra, Kohen Midian. And name the parsha where Hashem declares Anochi Hashem Lokach when Hashem speaks to the world, you're gonna call it after Yisra? I get it, he was he was a ger and he, it's a little bit, eh, it's a little bit pasnished. It's not pasnished at all. Ramatul says, no, that's the whole point. Look what Torah can do to a person. You can go from being the biggest priest, you could be the Pope of Midian, to become the father-in-law of Moshe Rabbeinu, who's giving advice to Moshe Rabbeinu about how to conduct the affairs of Kali Yisrael. And Dafka, how does, how does a person go, to, go through such a radical recreation, a transformation? It's through Torah. So however, that's the real Omek. And I came to this really from, uh, from Rabbi David Aaron's book, The God-Powered Life. He has a whole chapter on this, on this Indian. He says it very beautifully. The Vart's like this. If a seed wants to grow, it has to what? It has to die. It has to be prepared to die as a seed. To become what? To become a plant. To become a tree. To become something else. If a person wants to be able to be transformed by Torah, such a deep yesod. It's so important. Mamis Atma means I have to be prepared to kill off my old self to allow myself to be recreated. That's the part. In other words, there's certain parts of myself that I felt were me, let's say in high school. And then I go to Eretz Yisrael for a year or two or for the rest of my life, whatever the person's matzah is. And it's hard. It's hard, to, it's hard to let go. I feel so much of my life's experience is connected to a certain way that I used to act or a certain... Chevra I used to hang out with, or the way I used to dress, or music I used to listen to. 
But part of, part of being able to be transformed by Torah is I have to be prepared to kill off an older version, a more external version of myself, to then create a new version of myself, a deeper version of myself, a holier version of myself. And that's very scary for people. That's, that, that comes with like incredible anxiety and learning how to do that in a healthy and balanced way. I mean, which parts of my personality can, can come with me as I become a, a, a Ben Torah? Which parts of myself do I have to really say, you know what, that part of myself I have to grow up and leave behind. But it's a Misa of sort, right? I identify it. I, I, have, I have experiences in my life. I have conversations that I had. I have pictures of, of myself from that time. Right? And it's hard to let go. Like if I, if I change my tzura, if, I, if the seed is no longer a seed, I understand. I want to be a plant. I want to be a tree. I want to be a fruit. I want to be something else. But it's, there's an anxiety that comes with that. But if I want to be able to be transformed by Torah, I have to be prepared to let go of, of my old self. And Rabbi Aaron even writes, he says, that's, the, that's also the Omek of Sanhedrin, Dav Ayin Beis. HaTorah Amra Imbo Lahargecha Hashkem Lahargo. What's the halacha? If someone is threatening my life, right? Rodef, someone's coming to kill me, so you're allowed to kill him first. HaTorah Amra, the Torah says, if something is coming to kill you, what's coming to kill you? There may be a version of yourself that's killing, that's killing you, the real you. The real you is much deeper, is much more connected, much more pnimi. But there's a superficial version of yourself that, that's stopping that part from being born into the world, from coming to exist. The way Aaron describes it, he talks about, you know, anyone who's ever heard his shmuz on, you know, me, myself, and I, right? Like the grand I, the, the grand I is Hashem, Anochi Hashem that's the ultimate I. Then there's the version of myself that I'm playing. So right now I'm playing Moshe C. Weinberg, a Rebbe in NYU. I'm dressed like a Rebbe in NYU is dressed. I'm wearing a tie, I'm wearing a suit. Right? I like learning Hasidus, so I grew payas. Like, that's all, that's all chitzanias. That's all chitzanias. And a person has to be prepared to sometimes sacrifice chitzanias. So again, the way that I dress or the way that I think, that's all, that's all a form of Misa. Giving up, changing the way that I think is a Misa. To give birth to something deeper. So in a sense, what does that mean? So what are we saying? What are we really saying about Torah? Lima Torah is the ultimate v'nahafacha. The ultimate transformer. Because it literally makes me into a different person. Imamish recreates a person in a, in a, totally, in a totally new way. By the way, it's interesting. But remez, the difference between Mordechai and Hama, what's the gematria of Mordechai? How much is Mordechai? Mordechai is 274. How much is Haman? 95. It's a big, big perm number, 95. What's the difference between Mordechai and Haman? Between 274 and 95? 179. 179. 179 is Gemachio bin Ahafacha. So you see, like, you see, and, that, and that's part of the whole thing, like, Adolo Yadav Baruch Mordechai, or Haman. On the one hand, they're like, Minakotzel Akotzel, but there's also like this weird blending of. Baruch Mordechai, Arahaman, right? Because there's a way to get some, some, in a certain sense, like I can get from the Arahaman to the Baruch Mordechai. It's like a vinahafach. It's like it's a total, it's a total recreation. It's a total transformation. But I have to be prepared to let go. I have to be prepared to kill off an old part of myself to come to a new part. That's why Amalek attacks where Baderach. Amalek wants you to think there's only one Derach, right? But Yizani Bechad, they attack you Baderach. Shakarcha Baderach. Sadikim say, look at the name Mordechai. What are the letters Mordechai? Mordechai is Drachen. Same letters as Drachen. Now there's, there's a lot of paths. There was a path of how I acted when I was 18 years old. Now I have to say, you know what? No, that wasn't a bad path. But now that I'm 19, maybe I can have a deeper path. Now that I'm 20, I can go on even... There's, there's more Drachen. There's different ways to find, to find a new path. So now, let's, let's, let's understand how HaKadosh Baruch Hu was made Misatzim Aleph. He taught us this limut that a person has to kill himself. So we show up at Harsinai, we're all excited. What do we say? Nasa We're so excited, we're so enthusiastic, we're ready to sign up. What does the Kaddish Baruch Hu do? Shabbos Peches. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu threatens us. I'm going to kill you. Whoa. I'm going to bury you on the spot. You know what's the strangest part of the whole thing? I mean, Tosos is this question. We said Nasa Vinishma, right? What are you, what are you, why are you killing us? We, we said we're interested. Why are you bullying us into it if we already signed up? But you know what's even... I, no, 
think, stronger than Tosis's question. So you both even like stranger thing to notice. What happens on what happens on the next on the next Amud? Shabbos Pechasamud Beis. The Kaddish Baruch Hu starts giving us the Torah and he kills us. Hashem kills us with each word of Torah. Amr Yeshua ben Levi called Dibur v'Dibur sheYatzni Pia Kaddish Baruch Hu Yatzni Shmasan Shal Yisrael. That's strange. We said we want the Torah. We show up at our Sinai all happy, everyone's in a good mood, Hashem pulls out a gun and says, take my Torah, I'm going to kill you. So we're like, whoa, whoa, don't, okay, we'll take it, we'll take it. And then what happens? Anochi Hashem alokecha, and we die. Lo yi'alacha, and we die. Every time Hashem opens his mouth, kebiyachol at our Sinai, yotza nishmasen shal Yisrael. So the Gemara even asks, well, after we died the first time, so how did we hear the second of the Aserah Sedibros? How did they receive it? Says the Gemara, Horid Tal Shaosid Lahachios Bo Mesim, the Hechiosa. Harsina was Tirasa Mesim. There was a Misa, and then a recreation. A Misa, and then a recreation. A Misa, every time Hashem spoke, we died, and then Tirasa Mesim. I think, let's just check it for a second. What's the Gematria of Misa? 455. 455 and 1? 468. No, that's not right. What is it? What's the number? 387. 387. No, that's not right. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay, so we die. We die. So, so, what, so, what, so what is Kabbalah? So, what do you see? Meaning, just, just Shabbos Peiches. I'm an Aleph and a Beis. What is Kabbalah Satara? Right? It, it's Tchias Mason. It's Kabbalah Satara means it requires a person. Again, to be mamis atzmo right? and that's and that's again, that's called that's another way to say it, it's called vina right? Meaning, I used to be a seed and now I'm a tree. I used to be uh, a high school kid who went to TABC or DRS or Torah Academy of Philadelphia, in my sense, right? And now and now okay, and then I went to yeshiva and then I went to college, or then I went to this yeshiva, and then I got married, and then I had this job, and now I have this job, right? That's again. I'm still I'm still using language of chitzonius, but the whole point is that I'm constantly recreating myself. Maybe that's all the changing of the levushim of paramasa. Maybe the whole Indian of the costumes is that I started off the day I was this, and then I became that, and then I transformed myself into that. Because if Purim is really a day of kabbalah satora, that's what kabbalah satora is. It's being able to be mahapich oneself over and over and over again. Okay, so that's the kabbalah satora of of kabbalah satora of Har Sinai. But we know part two of kabbalah satora is Purim. That's the end of that Gemara. Back to Shabbos Peiches. Amar Rava, same Rava who says Mechayiv Inish Lebesumei B'Puraya to get drunk on Purim. Amar Rava, Afal Pichein Hodr Kiblua B'Meachashverosh. We reaccepted the Torah B'Meachashverosh. The truth is, Kafaleim Harkigigis never killed us. That was a joke. Kafaleim Harkigigis was a was a fake out. That's the Rabbanitzer's joke, right? The Rav Shetzer said, what was the joke of Harsimai, right? You have to start here with a milsa de b'dichusa. After the Rebbe is supposed to say a riddle or a joke. Or, so what was Hashem's opening joke at Harsimai? So the Rav Shetzer was a badchen, who himself was, but also was a badchen. So the Rav Shetzer said, what was Hashem's opening joke? Hashem, Hashem, you know, took the mic at Harsimai and said his opening bit. He said, if you don't take the Torah, I'm going to drop the mountain on your head. And everyone's like, what? That's crazy. Hashem's like, I'm joking, I'm joking. Just a joke. That was Hashem's opening joke at our scene. I was never going to... You think I'm going to drop a mountain on your head? Are you crazy? But again, Hashem did kill us in the next scene. When Hashem actually started to speak, we had to die. We had to die to Makabal Tzar. But Hashem didn't... Hashem wasn't going to kill us. He wasn't going to drop a mountain on our head. Hashem take for us... That's... that's Kfura means death. You know. Real death. Hashem gave us a death that led to a Tchia So now, what's the ultimate Vinahafachu? If Purim is, is part two of Kabbalah Satora, so let's think about the fact that Haman is trying to kill us. Right? Everything in Purim, the, the joke is always on Haman. Right? Meaning, Haman, you think you've got this big plot to stop us, you're actually going to help us in the end. Because the best thing that could happen to a Jew, 
right, in quotes, is to die. That's, that is what Kabbalah Satar is. I kill off an old version of myself to create a, to create a new version of myself. And if Kafalei Harki Gigas was a fake-out, right, Haman was not a fake-out. Haman actually, in a sense, killed us. Now, you'll say, what does that mean? No one actually died. But the Gezeira was so absolute. If you look in Chazal, the Gezeira was so complete that on a certain level it happened. Like, like take Yitzchak. By, by, and Yitzchak, by the way, is, is the, the one who corresponds to Purim. Or Chaim HaKadosh says in Parshas Tetzaveh, that Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe corresponds to Bavel, Parasumadai, Yavan, and Edom. He's a Yitzchak, the second of the four, corresponds to the second exile, which is Purim. Yitzchak is Ketz Chai. Yitzchak is dead and alive. It's a whole different shear for another time. But Yitzchak, did Yitzchak die at the Akedah? Ali, did Yitzchak die at the Akedah? Of course he did. And then he came back. Right? There's tons of Torah on that. So on Purim also, even though we survived, right? Yitzchak, again, in Pshat, Yitzchak survived the Akedah. In Pnimius, Yitzchak died, and then had Tchiyas Amesim at the Akedah. So Purim is the same thing. We died. We died on Purim. We all died on Purim. The Gezeira was so absolute, it was so signed, sealed, and delivered, to the point that even the Medrash writes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Satan comes and says, why do you put up with these Jews? They're no good. At that moment, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to the Satan, bring me a Megillah, Hashem wrote, wrote the, the script of, of destruction. Hashem wrote it. It wasn't just written, right? The same way, at the end, when everything's good, we write the Megillah, Kimula Mala, Masha Kimula Mata, the same thing for Shasta Gezeira. You think Haman's writing the Gezeira? HaKadosh Baruch Hu also signed off on it. And that's why you find that even when Haman's dead, and it's time to undo the Gezeira, what happens? You can't undo the Gezeira. The Pasuk says, Kiksav Asher Nichtav B'Shem HaMelech, who's B'Shem HaMelech? That if HaKadosh Baruch Hu signed off on it, V'Nechtum B'Tabas HaMelech, E'in L'Hashiv. In other words, you can't, you can't undo it. The Jews are dead. There's no backsies. What you can do, though, is what? What can you do if we're dead? That you can do. So Haman wants to kill us, but really, again, the greatest, the greatest thing that could happen to, to a person as an individual is that he recreates himself. So Haman says, you know what? I'm going to recreate the entire Jewish people. Wow. That's an incredible Kabbalah Satara. Right? Haman, Haman kills us off, in a sense, that we come back from the dead, Kimu Kiblu, and we re-accept the Torah in a totally new way. So now we understand the answer to our third question. What was our third question? Right? In Mitzrayim, there was a real Avdus, and we went to real Chayrus, we have to sing Hallel. So, So when we died... Right? And, and then we lived all the more so. Did we die in Purim? The answer is yes, we did die in Purim. The Gezeira was so absolute that the Gemara can say, Alashon, yes, on Purim even more so. In Mitzrayim we suffered. Some Jews died. On Purim, all the Jews died. The same way that Yitzchak died by Akedah Yitzchak, right? It was a Misa in a sense, and then it was a Tchiyas Mason. But that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate Kabbalah, that's the Kabbalah Sator of Purim. That Ein Divrei Torah Miskaimen Ela B'Misha Mavis Atmaleh. And now there's Ein Divrei Torah Miskaimen. Now there's Kimu V'Kimu. It's a whole new level of Kabbalah Sator. Okay? What was the second question? What does it say about Moshe Rabbeinu? What was the second question? Haman didn't know that Moshe died on Zion. Haman, sorry, Haman knew that Moshe died on Zion Adar. But what didn't he know? He didn't know that Moshe was born on Zion Adar. Mafar Shemask. It should have been the other way around. Moshe was born before he died, right? So this is what the Anaf Yosef on the Medrash, one of the classic commentaries on the Medrash Rabbah writes, based on Kisvei Arisa. The Anaf Yosef in the Medrash Rabbah on Esther asks the question, everyone asks, should have been the other way around. So he says, okay? Tell me if you've heard this one before. You guys seem to know all these Crazy Arizals that I never heard before. Okay, so tell me if you know this one. Shalaachar, he says, it says in Ksavim, Ksavim is Kisvei Arizal, Shalaachar Misas Moshe Rabbeinu Olive Shalom, Huchzer Lo Nishmaso. You've heard this one, Ali? Don't be humble. I don't think so. You didn't hear it, okay. I never heard it also until about a year ago. 
and I'm 41 years old, so you're, you're, now you've got a head start on me. That after Moshe Rabbeinu died, why? Why did Moshe have to come back? Figure it out. Tell me. Why did he have to come back? Okay, there's the Eretz Yisrael piece. What else? What else? Babasa. Bury himself? Okay, maybe. What's that? He comes back to bury himself, so that's a wild... What else? No? The last eight psukim of the Torah. What's the Gemara's problem with the last eight psukim of the Torah? How can Moshe write that Moshe died? <laughs> so the Gemara has different answers to that, right? Machlokas, in terms of how to answer that question. The Gemara in Menachos, the Gemara in Bovasro. So that Rizal apparently says that after Misa's Moshe, Hochselo Nishmaso, that Moshe has to be Moshe's Torah. Again, what opinion of the Gemara is, how can he not write those eight Pesukim? Ah, but it's Sheker to say he died. He didn't die yet. says there, no, no, he died and came back. Moshe Rabbeinu died and came back. He came back to write, Vayamas Moshe. He came back to write that Moshe, and then he says, and that's the Pshat in the Pasuk, Torah Hashem Tamima. Hashem's Torah is complete. We'd like to imagine that it was completed by who? By Moshe Rabbeinu. He wrote it. So, ah, but you ask Akasha, how can Moshe Rabbeinu write that Moshe died? He didn't die yet. Unless, what? Moshe died, came back, and then wrote it. So, Torah Hashem Tamimo, what's the end of the Pasuk? Meshivas Nafesh. And Moshe Rabbeinu comes back from the dead, and then he's able to write the last eight Pesukim. So, says the Anaf Yosef, what Haman didn't understand is that what? That Bezayin other Mace. In other words, if Moshe, in one word, is Rabbeinu, right? If, if his, what, what is Moshe? He taught us everything. He taught us, he taught us Shemitah, he taught us Brismila, he taught us Kashros, he taught us, he taught us everything. But Moshe's a Rebbe. And what does a Rebbe do? He teaches his Talmud how to learn Torah. So what's Moshe's dying lesson, so to speak? If you want to be successful in Torah, you may miss Atzma you have to be, right? Moshe's last teaching, so to speak, the last piece in his, in his Sefer, the last lecture, Moshe's last lesson to Klal Yisrael, is that what? That the way to, the way to be Sholem in Torah is to what? Is through, is through uh, a Tchiyas and That's what Torah is. That Torah is, is miskayim by a person who's Memes Atzma And Moshe practiced what he preached. Literally in his dying breath. He died and came back. And that's Moshe giving us chizik. Don't be, don't be afraid to let go of an old version of yourself, to recreate yourself. I promise the one that will come back will be more shalvin. Torah Hashem Tanima, Meshivas Nafesh. Don't be scared to let go. You'll come back, you'll come back more wholesome. Okay? So now we go back to question one. What was question one? Let go on, let go. On the, it's a day of Kabbalah Torah. Let go. I'm scared. What's going to come out? Something, I, I'm, a different version of me might emerge, right? Something scary. And then the Gemara tells a story about what? To prove Mechaev Inish Lomisum Bivar Adolyan tells a story that Rabbah killed Rabbi Zerah and then what? No? Chiasamesim. So listen to Rafutner. Okay? Rafutner in Indian Lamed Bes. Pachad Yitzchak. Rafutner says we have to say a parish of Kam Rabbah Veshachta Rabbi Zerah and he says whatever we would is a great line. Rafutner says whatever we would say to explain the story the rest of the year we don't have to worry about that on purpose. On Purim, we can explain it however we want. We can explain it Purim, Dick. <laughs> he says, whatever the Pshat is, the rest of the year, it's not no gay to Hayom. Aval Hayom, anu toivsim es inin al derechzeh. Bishas, shmiyas, aseres ha-dibros, parcha nishmasan shal Yisrael, al kol dibor v'dibor. And then Hashem brought the tal shal tchia and brought us back. And the reason Hashem did that is to teach us zeh wa klal b'kabal asatorah, says Rafutra, because this is the very essence of what it means to be makabal Torah. And to really to take it in in a deep way, not to be forced into it, but to own it, like the Jews on Purim did. Unless a person is going to go through a tchias hamesim, there can't be a kabbalah satara. Klomar, chayus hanefesh hamakabel is divrei Torah tzrichlios chayus chadasha habav mekomash el chayus hakodemus. That's what we're describing. To let go of an old version of myself, to recreate myself. Their souls flew out. Right? A new cre- uh, exchange. 
New Kasim, change your lavush. That's the secret of Kasim Zapparam. The Harei Matan Torah, the Harsinai, there was still what? Ashtikol Kviya. Hashem was trying to force you, right? That's your Rebbe, Shana Aleph, saying, you know, this is how you should be. That can only change you temporary. A person has to say, I, I'm, I'm, my name is Atzma. I can't have someone else kill me over it. I have to decide to let go and, and change myself. About the Hadr Kibluah Bimeach Hashverosh. Lachain Inyan Zeshal Chalifei Hachayus Nimtzahu Gamba Kabbal Bimeach Hashverosh. The Hadr Kibluah Bachashverosh is really the, the real Kabbal Satorah. So therefore, come Rabba, Shachtila Rizera, on Purim. And he says, We don't really understand the Madragos of these Sadiqim. We don't really know what any of this means. But what it means to us is what? Here's the mission statement. Na'asok ba'avodas hayom mitoch ischad shosadas. Purim is supposed to be, you're supposed to be a different person after Purim. You're not the same person. Na'asok ba'avodas hayom b'kocha shaladas haroma hanoladas mechadash. A totally new person. Chayiv lebesume adlo yada. What's the adlo yada? Adlo yada, I don't remember my former self. Like when the Jews ate the man, and they look, right, and they're like, Mahu, like, who are you? I don't, you're a different person now that you ate the man. The Torah was given to the Ochle Haman. A person, right? Ochle Haman, Ochle Haman. It's definitely something there. Everyone seems to work that on time. To the point that I don't, I don't even recognize my my old self. Right? And that's really part of the secret that the Arizal talks about. You should get to a place of Baruch Haman. Why am I saying Baruch Haman? Because who helped us to to be to be born again? Who, right? That's the that's the ultimate v'nahapachu. You thought you're going to kill us. You're going to finish us off. You dafka. Yeah, you did. You finished us off. Yes, you killed me off. You killed off the old superficial me, who was a Jew who lived a life of coercion to keep the Torah, and now I'm a Yid who, who, who chooses Torah. Rav Tzadok writes in the Divrei Chalomos, Oschaf Gimel, D'lo shayich klal hergesh chiyus, ele b'makom sheyesh mitziyos misa. It's a very deep line. You cannot experience life until you taste death. You ask people who go through, you know, scary illnesses, or a person who has a terrible car accident, they're nearly killed, they're, they're, right? It was Dafka, their encounter with Misa, that brought them to a whole new level of Chiyos. The Lo Shaykh Klal Hergush Chiyos, you can't even feel what it means to be alive until you've tasted Misa. And that's why Haman gets a big reward. What's Haman's reward? Since we're learning Gitin this year. Gitin Dafnin Zayin, Mibnei Banav Shal Haman, Lamdu Tarv Neirach. He's looking to have, his reward's not that his descendants, because Mamela, something good came from Haman, he's Ocha, his descendants became uh, important government you know, leaders. He, he had a Shiras down the line. No, his reward is what? Is Torah. Because what Haman did was he brought us to an incredible Kabbalah Torah. That's what Haman did for us. Okay? So that's the, that's the, that's the recreation. That's the, that's the new Chiyas. That's, by the way, the secret of the Medrash and Bereshis Rabbah. The Medrash that says... That when a Kodesh Baruch Hu looks at the world, right, Hashem sees all that He created. V'hinei tov ma'od. You know, this Medrash Medrash says, Tov is Yetzer Tov. Right? Tov ma'od is Malach HaMavas. Tov ma'od is Malach HaMavas. So I think the trend is, yeah, because ain't tov ele Torah. Chazal say, ain't tov, tov is a code word for Torah. So, Tov ma'od, when you encounter the Malach HaMavas, then your Tov becomes ma'od. In other words, when you face death, so then you're recreated and your Torah becomes a whole new level. So Haman did an incredible thing for Kali Yisrael. That's the whole, the whole joke on Haman. Okay, we'll have one last question. We still have Shem Berachai. Okay, so just give me a couple more minutes. I hope it's okay. Do you guys have to go to class at 5 o'clock or something? It's 5 It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock. What's 5 o'clock? And our Haman. They're both 5 o'clock. Okay, so it's a good time to finish this year. Okay, good. Okay, so why does Rashbi say... Yeah, why does Rashbi say you want to know you want to fulfill your mitzvah of Kriyas Megillah? Belayla who no hamelech. The king falling asleep, waking up, he can't sleep, in and out of sleep. <coughs> what does Haman say about Kaliso? The Gemara says there's no one who speaks lashon hara like Haman. Leka, there's Leka, there's no one. The Yoda lishna bisha kahaman. No one. There's never been a baal lashon hara like Haman. He said a, a horrible thing about us. You know what he said? Megillah daf yud gimel amidbeis. You know what he said? He says Yeshno amecha. There is this one people. The Gemara says what Haman claimed about us is you should kill the Jews. So Achashverosh says I'm scared. 
Don't worry. Yeshno amechad. What does yeshno mean? Yoshnu min hamitzos. They're sleeping from mitzos. The Jews are asleep. They're asleep. Their God is asleep. Nah, the Jewish God is asleep. The Yidin are sleeping. That's the big Lashon Hara, that we're sleepy with our mitzvahs. We're sleeping from mitzvahs. Again, Hashem is pl- such a toy in the hands of a Kodesh Baruch. He's a pawn in a Kodesh Baruch's hands. What's sleep? What's the sort of sleep? What does the Gemara say about sleep? Sleep is... A sixtieth of a sixtieth of death, right? Sleep is a sixtieth of death. But when you go to sleep, you wake up. So that means that the whole Indian of sleep is what? You taste death, because sleep is a sixtieth of death. And that means every time you wake up from your sleep, right, it's a it's But it's deeper than that. The Khajatar Magid says says the Gemara doesn't make any sense. How could you say that sleep is like death? When you're sleeping, you're alive. When you're dead, you're dead. They're not comparable. A person can be in a deep sleep, but he's alive. Dead is dead. So Kajashamagid says the only way the Gemara can even make a comparison. To say sleep is a sixtieth of something means that it, it's yesh bo mamish, right? If, if something's botel b'shish, that means ein bo mamish. Whatever's there is not substantive. One sixtieth, the concept of one sixtieth, Maritz Chayes says so in Sota Dafei. The concept of one sixtieth is that it's it's substantial. It means something. So I mean, sleep is be'emes, a taste of death. So the Kajus Hermagid says, what do you mean? But sleep, you're alive, and death, you're dead. Unless what? Unless what? Unless dead is not really dead. By a yid, there's no such thing as dead. Dead is never really dead. Right? Because That's the only way you can make such a comparison. So Haman says about us, look, the Jews are sleeping. Why would he say we're sleeping? Why does he say we're dead from mitzvahs? Why, would, why wouldn't Haman go all the way? Why would he say we're sleeping from mitzvahs? Why would he say we're sleeping from mitzvahs? Why stop at, why stop at sleeping from mitzvahs? Why would he say it that way? But the answer is that Haman, again, doesn't even realize what he's saying. He's saying, the Jews are asleep. Okay, so Hashem says, okay, good. So they'll, they'll go to sleep, right? That, that's sort of like dying. The Gezerah will happen, we'll sort of die in Purim. I mean, actually die, but we'll kind of die. The Gezerah was so sufficient that it was Ke'ilu, we died. And then we'll come back, now we'll come back. So Cesar Yishun Yochai, to me, the turning point of the Megillah is when the Melech is like in and out of sleep. That's that's when you're when you're lying in bed and you're like falling asleep and waking up and that's like over and over again. You're tasting death, you wake up. You're tasting death, you wake up. But here's here's the proof. Here's the raya. Ready for this? You're gonna love this. Listen to this. The whole Torah is contained in the word in the word Bereshis, right? So Dikam say, if we had if our eyes were deep enough, we would see Kola Torah Kula contained in, in the word in the word Bereshis. And Mamish has everything within it. So let's learn the first word of, of Megillah Esther. Let's learn the first word of Megillah Esther. Vayihi. Ready for this? I'm reading from the from the it's a medrash. It's quoted by the Rukayach. I'm reading it here from the from the Torah Shlema. I'm not sure exactly where this medrash is. Rav Chaim Kanievsky actually has a very bekitzer parish on the Sefer Rukayach. Rukayach on Megillah Esther, and he says I'm not sure where this medrash is really from, but Rukayach brings it. B'shem the medrash. Ready for this? Vayihi. On the first word of the Megillah. Amar Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Amar Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Kol Vayehi. Whenever you see the word Vayehi, Tchias Amesim. The word Vayehi means Tchias Amesim. That's the title of the first word of the Megillah. Which means that the whole Megillah is really about one thing. Right? The first word always contains within it everything that comes afterwards. Just like the word Bereshis is, so to speak, the seed from which the whole Torah sprouts. So it says Rishon you know what the you know what the Miguel is about? Vayhi. The whole thing is about Tchiasamesa. It's about the recreation of a Jew. It's a deeper Kabbalah Torah. And that's why Rishon Bayochai says, you want to fulfill your obligation, you know the part of the Miguel that's so Gishmak, Tokvo Shal you know the strongest part of the story? When the king is when the king is going in and out of sleep, when the king can't fall asleep, when he realizes that, that Misa is never an absolute. 
Right? That Misa is always, even, even if you did fall asleep, I need a shame of alivia. Right? You're, not, you're, not, you're not really asleep. The Munkacher writes by Lagba Omer in the Shari Sachar, Shari Sachar, he says that Shimon ben Yochai is Gematria Machai Mesa. Rashbi has a lot to do with the whole sort of Tchias Mesa. What word did Rishon Berachai die on? He died on the word, right? He died on the word Chai. He, he, he dies on Chai. He died. Rishon Berachai is the one who teaches us that death is not is not an absolute. That's why Shimon ben Yochai is Gematria Machai Mesa. More than that, the first three words of the Megillah, Vayihi Bimei Achashverosh, is Gematria Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. I mean, he sees himself here. 914. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai is 914. Vayihi Bimei is 914. And just to show you how beautifully there's a shilov of Torah Shavachsav and Torah Shavachsav, how does Mesechah's Megillah begin? Megillah Nekres Bir Aleph, Bir Beis, Bir Gimel, Bir Dalet, Bir the Gematria of Megillah Nikris. Megillah Nikris. Megillah Nikris. Bir Aleph, Bir Beis, Bir Gil, Bir Dal, Bir Tesvav. Is also Gematria of Ahibi Meach Hashverosh. That's a good one. 914. It's Gematria of Rabbi Shulam Bar Yochai. In other words, Rabbi Shulam Bar Yochai is the one who's Megillah to us that one. That the whole Megillah is really just telling one story. And it's the story of Kabbalah's Torah. The same way that Hashem, you know, took the life out of us to give us the Torah by each Dibur and then revived us. So Haman, Baruch Haman, thank you Haman. You're Zohar to have very firm descendants learning in Kailu and Bnei Brak because you brought us to an incredible Kabbalah Satara. Okay, last point. One last, one, just one last small little Ha'ara. When, when, when did Haman want to kill us? When was the day of the decree to die? When were we supposed to die? Yud Gimel Adar. It says many times in the Megillah, it was the 13th day of the 12th month. Many times it says that. At the end of the Megillah, it says, Biyom Shlosha Sar Lachodesh Adar. It doesn't call Adar the 12th month. It just says, it just says the 13th day of Adar. If you look in the Yerushalmi, very interesting, the actual Purim story, and this is part of the whole Indian of the two others, and why we make such a big deal out of Purim Katan, the Yushalmi actually says that the actual Purim, so the Chassam Sofer disagrees, he has a whole different mahalach in this, but the Pashup Shad in the Yushalmi, the Yushalmi says, Osa Hashana Haisam Uberis. That the actual year of the Purim story took place in other Shani, which is very interesting. That's why when you have another Shani, there's like an extra energy to Purim, when it's a leap year. Because it says that when Haman did his lottery, it was miyom liyom mechodesh lechodesh shneim asar chodesh adar. So the, the way that the Mefarshim and the Yishami learned that it, it means shneim asar lechodesh yud beis b'chol shana of aatahu chodesh yud gimel. That's what the Karban Haeda says. So in other words, the real, the real actual, the, the year of the actual Purim story, we were supposed to be killed on the thirteenth day of the thirteenth month. The thirteenth day of the thirteenth month. Right, so Ellie's going to say, so, "Okay, so the thirteenth day, thirteen, no, thirteen, thirteen. Right? It's twenty six. It shows that even as Haman's obsessively controlling everything, it's all in the hands of Hashem." But there's, there's another. Why, why the thirteenth of the thirteenth? What's the Indian of the thirteenth? Thirteen is Echad. Thirteen is Ava. Okay, you can say a lot of things about thirteen. Timcha Zecher Amalek, you know the Ramas? If you take, if you subtract Zecher from Amalek, right? Amalek is 240. If you take Zecher out of it, take 227 out of it, you're left with Echad, you're left with 13. So 13 is a big Purim number in general. It's Echad, it's Ava. Rashi says they were, what, Hadr Kiblua, Rashi says over there in Shabbos, me Ahava Saneis. So 13 is Ava, 13 is Echad, okay. What else is 13 though? What is 13? Bar Mitzvah. Who knows 13? Echad Miyodeah. Three of the Avos, four of the Imaos. No, but what's 13? Let me give you another 13. What are 13? Yigil Midos. Okay, what else? Yigil Midos, the Torah and the Okay, Yigil Midos, Shalachim, a lot to do with Purim. Yigil Midos, the Torah and the Jezreel. Okay, again, it's Kabbalah, the Torah, it's incredible. Rachme, Shemayim, right? Those, those, you could say on all those things. There's another 13, though, that I think is the Kushar Torah Shir. 
So Haman wants to kill us on the 13th day of the 13th month. Haman is trying to say, there's, uh, there's, there's not going to be a tchia. Right? And a Kaddish Baruch Hu says, no, no, no. There's, gonna, there's an echad, there's an ava, there's a tchia. Even if you're sleeping, Haman says, oh, you look, they're sleeping, they're sleeping. Haman, you're a clown sleeping. Sleeping means that we're going to wake up. That's tchia samesim. That's mamash tchia samesim. So I'll just end, mamash end, with the words of the Seder Hayom. There's a rishon called the Seder Hayom. Mekubal and Tzvat. Moda'ani comes from the Seder Hayom. Start every day with the Sefer Seder Hayom. It's a, a Rishon, a late, a late Rishon, I guess. So he says the following. He writes about the drinking of Purim. Why do we drink on Purim? It's such a shvera thing. Going back to our opening question, Rabbi and Rizayim, it's so dangerous. First, to be so careful. Well, it's such a scary thing. Why would Hashem want us to do such a scary thing? What are we trying to do? Shamati tam. What was Haman's picture? What was Haman's picture of Purim? What was the 13th day of the 13th month supposed to look like when it was all said and done? Jews, low and dead everywhere. Dead on the ground. Passed out, dead on the ground. So you know what we do? You know what we do? The Rishon. Nase inyan karv lezem simcha. We're Mekayim the Gezeira in a positive way, which is what this whole shir was about, right? That the Misa that Haman wanted to bring on us, good, we'll die, yeah, we'll die. And we'll recreate ourselves. Bigger Kabbalah Satara. But the drinking of Purim is that what? That by the end of the day, all the Jews are spread out on the floor, everyone's down and out, but we do it mitoch simcha. Achenishar kemesim mushkavim artsa. We look passed out on the ground. Not that you have to mamash literally be passed out to Mekayim this. Right? But a person, person's, you know, sprawled out on a couch. Everyone's flopped out all over the place. Umitzar acher. What? On the other hand, he, he intended to lishpoch dam v'anunoisiv dam al damenu. We drink the wine, which causes a riboy, a riboy of dam. But the whole vart is, right? The vart, the vart is that what? That we, we, we go through it every year on Purim. We go through this, this very intense experience, again, Oh, please don't take my words the wrong way. Be careful. Right? But then, the next morning, okay, or later that night, yeah, when we wake up and we realize, you know, maybe we still have to bench, maybe we did bench, you know, right? that's, we're experiencing, we're experiencing, and it's a celebration of the, the, the you know, the rebirth of, of the year. Okay? So that's what I wanted to share. Uh, Haaros, Hashem Chav has Haaros. Come along, my. What do you say? I know, I know you all have. Come on, don't be shy. What do you want to say?